It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Kevin Powell. Not the way you want to start a road trip. Blackhawks falling to the Canucks 5-2. to two. The Hawks held the lead uh, twice, but weren't able to hang on and were outscored 3 nothing in the third period. I'm Kevin Powell. Joe Brand, as you heard, filling in for John Weideman on this road trip. And I'm filling in for Joe. A little bit of shuffling with our broadcast team this week. And the, uh, the Hawks, who have been playing much better as of late, were hanging in there in the first period. But they were outshot 48-14. to And Peter Morazic, we talked about much of the game, uh, a real strong performance. But you can only hang on for so long, Troy. And it, uh, it uh, look, I don't think it takes away really from Peter Morazic's performance. Yeah, there were three goals, one of them an empty netter in the third period. He really kept him in this game, Troy. He <laughs> was so good the first couple periods, and and he was good in the third period too. I mean, when you get forty-eight shots, just the percentages are going to tell you that sooner or later you're going to get some opportunities and they're going to go in. And and he was great from uh, right off the bat. And, and the Hawks really got outplayed in, in this game through 60 minutes. The scoring chances are going to be so one-sided. The, the high-quality opportunities, all the analytics are going to point to uh, Peter Mrazek probably should have given up a lot more than he did in this game. He was fantastic. You obviously see the game much differently than we do, Troy. When you see just 14 shot attempts by a team, especially when the Canucks had four, what one, what was Vancouver doing defensively? And two, what needs to change for the Hawks? Because the past couple games, it's, it's, it's kind of been the case where they've had trouble creating scoring opportunities. Yeah, and, and even the 14 shots on goal, uh, they had uh, eight shots that were attempted that were blocked and then 12 missed shots. And if you look at on the Vancouver side, 48 shots on goal. 17 missed or were blocked and 15 missed so add another 30 shots on goal for the Vancouver Canucks that you know when they're in the offensive zone so that's a significant difference and the Hawks are going to have to find a way to to shut down those second and third opportunities and 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 uh, Joe and I just kind of touched on it there Kevin at the end where you know the Hawks were losing too many puck battles and when you lose puck battles it keeps the play in your own zone and after you lose one puck battle now you're getting tired and now you're chasing the puck around in your own end of the ice and really difficult to make the right play when your legs are tired and your mind starts to wander a little bit and it's not quite as focused because you're not as sharp so if they can clean up those type of plays, win more battles in their own end of the ice, get pucks out into the neutral zone, and I talked about you know, the last, before the, the game against the, the LA Kings, but in, in St. Louis and in, in Philadelphia, they played so well defensively that they quickly moved the puck up to their forward, so they got it out of the zone, and then that gives you the opportunity to put pressure on the opposition team, spend some time down in the offensive zone, which the Blackhawks did not spend a whole lot of time in that area tonight, so they've got to clean up what they do in their own end of the ice and, and really make sure that uh, they start winning some of these puck battles and manage the puck well when they have uh, the opportunity to do so. The 30 penalty minutes for the Blackhawks obviously didn't help either, although they did kill 
fill all five power plays that the Canucks had. Some good Sam Lafferty we talked uh, talked about a little bit too, who's been a nice bright spot this season for the Hawks, a guy that's uh, been a pretty good storyline, and who knows what's going to happen. We have plenty of time to talk about it leading up to the trade deadline in early March, but I know some have already started to talk about Sam Lafferty. But some good from Lafferty who had a goal, and Patrick Kane, who you and I talked about a, a little bit in the pregame, still maybe not 100% missed some time. Not the Patrick Kane production we've seen all year, but he did get one into the net tonight. So if we're looking at some good things tonight, Troy, those two stood out. Yeah, you know, for for Patrick, I know it's been a frustrating season as far as his offense and his numbers have, have gone, and and he's a guy that prides himself on on being the guy for the Blackhawks offensively, and he's tried, he's he's worked hard. He actually made a couple really good defensive plays in this game, um, back checking and tracking the puck the right way. He had a couple shots on goal. He had three shots that were blocked. Uh, if, if you look at it, Seth Jones had three shots on goal, and that was they were all in the first period. If you look at the Vancouver Canucks on on the flip side of this, and I don't want to get away from the point of, of Patrick Kane scoring the goal, but the only player that didn't have at least one shot was their best offensive defenseman, Quinn Hughes, which is surprising when you look at some of the guys, five, 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 six, six shots, five shots, six shots, five shots. I mean, their whole lineup was creating a lot of opportunities. The Blackhawks didn't have those, and Kane only two shots on goal. One of them found the back of the net. So, you know, he, he made the most of his opportunities in this game, but they've got to find a way to create more opportunities for Patrick Kane. They've got to find a way to get the puck in the offensive zone. And when Kane can get it in the offensive zone and settle it down and start moving it around, then you get in a position where the defensive team gets tired and now you can make the plays. You can bounce on those pucks. You can recover pucks and, and keep plays alive because, again, when Vancouver gets 48 shots on goal and all the other numbers that they had as far as blocked and missed, that's not one and done. That's not coming down off the rush. That's getting second and third opportunities, winning puck battles, you know, recovering pucks, attacking again, getting rebounds. So that's where the Blackhawks really got to clean it up. And, you know, when you have skilled players that have to spend time on your own end of the ice, like a guy like Patrick Kane, that's not uh, productive for him. And they did have a, a golden opportunity about midway through the third period, Troy, where I believe it was Max Domi who, who fed one to Andreas Athanasiu. And, and yep. Athanasiu just wasn't able to get his stick on it. It, it was a, it was a fast fast-paced play, um, you know, when you're not getting a lot of shots on goal, that was a really great opportunity, and then what happened? Vancouver turned around and scored on their next possession. Yeah, and that, that, that you know, that was a big turning point. You're absolutely yeah. right, and we kind of touched on that because, you know, you come down here, you create a 2-on-1 opportunity, you haven't had a lot of chances, and you don't capitalize on it. You don't get the shot on, you don't even get a shot on goal, and, and I thought it was a good play by Max Domi. Mm-hmm. He could have maybe shot the puck, but it was a good play, and if Athanasiu finds that puck in one time, that he's probably going to put it in the back of the net, but he fanned on it, ended up in the corner. All of a sudden, transition comes back, and Vancouver scores, so, you know, that was a big turning point. Anything else uh, just stick out to you? Anything you saw tonight, Troy, that's, that's noteworthy that you'd like to uh, get off your chest before we wrap up here? Well, it, it, it's just the fact that they've got to win puck battles, and I, I think Luke Richardson's going to talk about this. When they had opportunities, when they had possession, and, and they just didn't get pucks out. But you, you've got to flip the switch here and give a lot of credit to Vancouver because they didn't give the Blackhawks defensemen, when things were scrambling around, much time and space to make plays. And 
they were all over pucks. They were winning the battles. They were more uh, energized in the offensive zone. And you could really see that the energy with the new head coach, Rick Tockett, kind of filtered through their whole lineup throughout the whole 60 minutes. So give them a lot of credit because they dictated the pace of this game. The Blackhawks are going to have to find a way to change that because Calgary is going to play the same type of game. They're a heavy team. They're going to come at you. And they're going to be relentless. So you're going to have to expect that same type of pressure. So the one thing the Hawks are going to have to need to do is win those battles in their own end of the ice and find ways to get some clean exit and get some pressure off them. And, and hey, look, I know Hawks fans don't want to hear it. And there was so much drama leading up to this game with Vancouver and, and the coaching change. Look, credit to the Canucks. I, I thought they played a feisty game. I thought they had a lot of fight to them tonight. I thought the Hawks did too, especially early on. But you could tell Vancouver had a chip on their shoulder tonight. Yeah, they, they were good, and that's what we expected. I, I That's what happens. We talked about it at the beginning of the show, Kevin, when, when um, you have a coaching change. There brings a lot of energy, and, you know, everybody is waiting for the, the – the coaching change to happen, and now it happens. So now you kind of reset. You, you go in there, you have some meetings, and this is what the coach want to do. So you're all revved up and ready to go for the new coach. And I thought that Vancouver played a really good game. They, in a lot of ways, they kind of dictated the physical play. Uh, a play like Max Domi standing up for um, Patrick Kane when Dakota uh, Joshua hit him there. It's Dakota Joshua initiating the contact, and you know the Blackhawks got to find a way. To also initiate the contact rather than responding to the con- the contact, and I-, I thought that the Blackhawks did a nice job of responding physically, and they battled hard in this game when they had, um, you know, some confrontations that happened. But they've got to initiate some of this and have the the opposition team react to them. Was that "Don't you forget about me"? I kept hearing after every Canucks goal. I know we have Chelsea Dagger here in Chicago. Is that? I was thinking Breakfast Club every time Vancouver scored tonight. <laughs> yeah, we could we could do without that. <laughs> we could do without that. <laughs> Troy, you are the best. Uh, great to hear you on with Joe. Joe uh, doing a good job filling in for John Wideman. We will talk to you. Uh, Thursday night in Calgary as the road trip continues. Good, Kevin. I look forward to it. Nice job, buddy. All right, Troy. Thanks a bunch. That is the great Troy Murray, who's on the call with uh, Joe Brand tonight. The Blackhawks falling to the Vancouver Canucks 5-2. to two. Peter Mrazek, who, look, we talked about all game. It's a 5-2 loss, but if you watch that one start to finish, you know Peter Mrazek had an outstanding game tonight. It's rare to see a completely lopsided uh, shot total like the one we had tonight. Vancouver, 48 shots on goal, uh, 14 shots on goal for the Blackhawks. That's not just the, the shots attempts, which was still overwhelming Vancouver. That shot's on net. So the player with the most heart, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations, the player with the most heart. That goes to Peter Mrazek tonight, who I thought was uh, was very impressive. A little collision in the third period there. We thought for a second Mrazek might be coming off the ice, but he stuck it out. Uh, Vancouver scored another goal. One of those an empty netter. So the Blackhawks had a couple uh, of leads in this game. Patrick Kane, a goal in the first period. Sam Lafferty in the second, but it's Vancouver uh, throughout the way in the third period, uh, the Canucks ending their three-game three losing streak. 
Blackhawks have dropped their last two, the first of three away from the United Center. They'll head to Calgary Thursday nights. I'm Kevin Powell filling in for Joe Brand, who's sitting in for John Wideman. A little bit of shuffling on our broadcast crew, but uh, plenty of more to come. We'll get a look uh, around the NHL, some scoreboards. Uh, hopefully we'll hear from head coach Luke Richardson as well. You're listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN. Welcome into Blackhawks postgame. I'm Kevin Powell. Taking it up until 12.30 before we hand things off. The Hawks fall into the Canucks 5-2 in Vancouver. First of a three-game road trip for the Blackhawks, who have lost their last two. We'll hear from head coach Luke Richardson coming up, and uh, hopefully we get some locker room reaction as well from the Blackhawks, who were outshot 48-14. to That's not a great recipe for a victory. So the Hawks are trying to create some more chances on the offensive end of things. Um, the past couple of games, they've struggled in that department. One uh, bright spot tonight for the Blackhawks was Peter Mrazek. Now a quick rush up the other end, J.T. Miller, centering pass Horvat, and a glove save coming from Razik. Swatted on out of there by Reese Johnson, and another big save by the Hawks goaltender. Yeah, he was great all night, and uh, again, you know, we, we've talked about this at length already, the, the Vancouver Canucks scoring three goals in the third period, one of those an empty netter, but Peter Mrazek, it, it, it was overwhelming at times what the Canucks were doing on the offensive end, and Peter Mrazek came up big. So, um, uh, Patrick Kane, though, as the Hawks were hanging in there early on in the first period, it was the Canucks the whole way, but Patrick Kane got them on the board early. Patrick Kane in the slot, works it up to the high point of it, throws one on net, and scores! Patrick Kane from the high slot, a wrister that goes over Delia's shoulder, and after Vancouver has all the pressure in this first period, it's one nothing Hawks. And we head to the second period where Vancouver ties things up 1-1. Kismenko now back to Pedersen at the far circle. Can't get a handle of the puck, but it's over and in as Vancouver scores. Loose puck in front, and the Canucks finally get on the board. It looks like it's going to be Kuzmenko. And Sam Lafferty, who who has really been a, a good storyline this year for the Blackhawks and has really, I, I think, brought a lot of energy to the ice and, and some production for the Hawks as well, uh, gives the Hawks the lead for the second time in the game. Here in Vancouver, Sam Lafferty over the near wing. Throws a shot on net and scores. Sam Lafferty puts the Blackhawks back on top as he just cruises into the Canucks' end. The Hawks not able to hang on to that lead for much longer than the Lafferty goal. Pedersen's got it at the far circle. Works on inside that circle. Centering shot and a score. Kuzmenko's got the last touch on it once again. And for the second time tonight, Kuzmenko ties up this game. It's 2-2. Andre Kuzmenko with a pair of goals on the night to the third period where it was all Vancouver. The Hawks with uh, not many scoring opportunities, but uh, Vancouver takes the 3-2 lead. Hughes has the puck in front of the near left circle. Now over to Besser. Razik sprawled out out of the net. Loose puck in front. Vancouver pushes it in, and they take their first lead of the night. It's 3-2 Canucks. And then a commanding 4-2 lead late in the game by Vancouver. A shot coming from Drys. Missed off to the right. Rebound. They score. Vancouver makes it a two-goal lead. And it looks like Sheldon Drys credited with this one. And at the 18:34 mark, an empty netter to slam the door shut on the Blackhawks. Draw in the Canucks zone, and Vancouver swats it on down for the empty net. They score a 5-2 lead for Vancouver with not much time left, and it's the captain, Bo Horvat. 
And we'll get to some out-of-towns. It is a late game for our Blackhawks, so we'll get you caught up with what happened around the NHL. But a quick uh, 10-second pause for station identification. The Blackhawks, Wildcats, and the NFL play here on AM720. On smart speakers, say play WGN Chicago. The Blackhawks falling to Vancouver 5-2. The Hawks uh, first of a three-game road trip away from the United Center. And uh, as we wait to hear from head coach Luke Richardson, let's take a look around the NHL. Um, we got some out-of-towns. We are the late game in the league. So let's uh, take a look at some of the other games happening around the NHL. Nathan McKinnon of Colorado getting to 700 points. Nathan McKinnon, two-on-one with Arturi Lekkinen. McKinnon, oh, he ran into trouble. Lekkinen, he scores! McKinnon to Lekkinen! And that equals 700 career points for Nathan McKinnon. Before anybody else in his draft class gets to 600, Nathan McKinnon links up with Arturi Lekkinen. It's a work of art, and it's 700 points in the incredible career of Nathan McKinnon. What a call from Connor McGahee. Altitude Sports Radio, Colorado 3-2 over Washington. Boston over Montreal. Bruins win it. Off the slot. Fired. They score! knocks drive one stop, but Bergeron scooped up the loose change in the slot and drilled it home. Bruins 3, Canadians 2. Hey, it's our old buddy, Judd Surratt's Boston beating the Montreal Canadiens 4-2. It's Judd on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Pittsburgh topping Florida tonight. Across for Malkin, into the center point position. Hands it off to Latang. One time blast. He scores! OT winner, and what a return for Chris Latang as he gives the Penguins a two point party on Fifth Avenue in a 7 6 absolutely insane victory at PPG Paint Serena. A wild one in Pittsburgh. That's Josh Getzoff, Penguins Radio. Another game going to overtime. The Kings over the Flyers in Philly. And now the Kings two on one. Fiala in the zone with Doughty. Fiala to the net. Shoots and scores! Overtime winner for Kevin Fiala. Nick Nixon on LA Kings Audio Network. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning beating Minnesota tonight. Lines it for Sergachev across the Minnesota line. Skeets to the right circle. Sergachev looking to center it. Snap goes. Swept it in front. Score! It's in! It went into the Minnesota net off Hartman. The Lightning have scored to make it 3 to 2. Snap goes to learn credit for it. With 5.38 left. David Mishkin on 102.5, The Bone. San Jose and Detroit meeting. It's Detroit on top tonight. Now Rasmussen cuts in front with a chance. Reimer is down. He made the save. Top scores. And the Red Wings defeat the San Jose Sharks. 3-2 in overtime tonight. And overtime winner for Detroit. That's Ken Kale on the ticket uh, New Jersey Devils, another over, a lot of overtime matchups tonight. New Jersey beating Las Vegas. And so here's Hughes in the center circle. Across the line, looks up, tries to duck under a check. It comes free, and they score! <laughs> the puck comes to Hamilton between the circles, drives one home. It's another overtime game winner for Dougie Hamilton, and the Devils win 3-2. to two. 
Matt Laughlin, WFAN. Buffalo, a 5-3 victory over the St. Louis Blues tonight. This is Owen Power, the hero last night. To the middle of the ice, to the man who fed him the pass, Tage Thompson. He strips that puck away from Pitlick, gets it back again. Sends it in front, scores! Jeff Skinner in the slot, and Tage Thompson dominates that shift and sets up Skinner to make it one nothing Buffalo. Dan Dunleavy, WGR 550, Nashville with a victory 2-1 over Winnipeg tonight. Top of the left circle, the shot goes wide, wraparound try, and the score! Tanner Janot puts the Predators in front, 2-1, wrapping around with the rebound on Connor Hellebuck. And uh, Anaheim coming up, uh, by the way, that was Pete Weber on WPRT 102.5. And Anaheim over Arizona tonight. Terry on right wing into the Arizona zone. Finds an open Petrano rolling puck. He scores! Frank Petrano had a rolling puck. He did what he always does. He got rid of it quickly. And the Ducks have the lead. So that's a look at some out-of-town games tonight. A full slate of NHL hockey, some overtime thrillers. The Blackhawks again falling to the Canucks. 5-2 in Vancouver. The Blackhawks outshot in this game 48-14. to not going to win many games when it's that lopsided. The Blackhawks also had 30 penalty minutes, one bright spot, uh, five penalty kills on the night. The uh, Vancouver Canucks going 0 for 5 on their power play opportunities. The Blackhawks road trip will head to Calgary on Thursday night. We'll have that game here on WGN as well. Of course, all the games here on 720 WGN. Uh, the uh, Hawks right now are 15, excuse me, 14, 28, and 4 on the year. They'll visit the Calgary Flames who are 23, 16, and 9. Coming up next on our Blackhawks, Blackhawks postgame show, we'll hear from head coach Luke Richardson. The Blackhawks falling to Vancouver tonight, 5-2 in Vancouver. I'm Kevin Powell. You're listening to Chicago Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. Welcome into Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. I'm Kevin Powell. Joe Brand sitting in for the great John Wideman. On this road trip, the Blackhawks on a three-game West Coast trip north of the border at Vancouver tonight falling 5-2 in the Hawks. They battled on early, but that uh, the shot total was all Vancouver tonight, completely dominating in that category. So uh, a tough one for the Blackhawks where Peter Morazic really, I thought, did a great job for the Hawks tonight. You heard Troy talk about it a little bit as well. Coming up for the Blackhawks, they'll head to Calgary a Thursday night. Then they'll head to Edmonton to wrap up the trip before the All-Star break. And the Blackhawks will return home for a pair of games against Anaheim and Arizona before a four-game trip uh, that beginning on uh, Saturday, February 11th against Winnipeg, then Montreal, then Toronto, and then Ottawa. The Blackhawks falling again to the Vancouver Canucks, 5-2. to two. Is Patrick Kane with a goal tonight? Sam Lafferty with a goal? The Hawks held the lead twice, but just uh, weren't able to hang on uh, to this one. Let's hear from Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson speaking to reporters after the game. Probably not the, not the performance you were really hoping for tonight. No. Uh, it was you know, kind of sloppy, I think, the first two periods. Uh, you know, I thought the, the beginning of the second period, we kind of challenged ourselves to be a little bit sharper, a little better. And I thought the first part of the period, we weren't bad. And right up to the, you know, kind of a two-on-one Domi and uh, Snail had. And then it just, we missed. And it went right down the other way against us. And, uh, uh, you know, and then we were just kind of chasing it after that. But, uh, you know, not our, our best game. But, um, 
you know what I mean? Uh, again, we just, you know, we, we, we pull a goalie with, and try and make a six on four. And, you know, we had a, a couple shots, but we, we just, I think, that, you know, you got to give them a little credit. They played with some desperation. I thought they played fast. And, you know, we knew they were going to, like, send some long bomb puck, pucks and flips. And uh, they gave us a little trouble in the first two periods. But uh, I thought, uh, you know, kind of settled in and uh, Peter gave us a really good chance in this game but unfortunately we just gave up uh, too many in the third. When you're getting outshot and outpossessed that badly and you're still in the game, I mean, do you try to positive as a coach? Say, look, turn it on now and you can win this thing. Yeah, and I think, you know, not undisciplined play, but unfortunately we were in the penalty box uh, too much early and that, that gives the other team momentum and offensive uh, momentum and and puck possession, and and we have none. So we have guys that don't even touch the puck for the first ten minutes of the first period. So um, you got to just play simple after that. I'm not sure if we played simple. I think we kind of tried to push envelopes and plays, and maybe passed up shots, uh, and then didn't ex- execute when we had a shot and missed the net. So uh, you know, I don't think we attacked their net as much as we we really needed to do, uh, especially on a road game. You okay with Domi going after uh, Joshua? I didn't really see like the the hit or anything, but I, you know, I, you know, those calls are going to be automatic. If you skate from uh, even a short distance, they're going to call the extra call and an instigator. You know, they just don't want that in the game. But uh, you know, Domi, I'm I'll never complain when a a teammate steps up for a teammate or sticks up for a teammate. Uh, Is there little ways you can kind of, you know? You know, just curve that a little bit and send a message without, you know, I mean, taking yourself out of the game for 17 minutes because we missed them for a long time and short staffed up front. So sometimes you can, you know, talk to a player and say, you know, maybe we can, you know, do this a little bit, send the same message if you want to send that message, uh, you know, to protect your, your teammates, but, you know, keep yourself in the game. We don't want to lose you. You, the neutral zone was so good. The, you're playing the neutral zone in Philly and St. Louis. What have you thought of it the past two games since then? Not as bad today as last game. Last game we just had a trouble. We had a lot of trouble, and I think it was a lack of energy of skating. But today I think it was just a lack of uh, uh, execution, whether it be getting out of our zone clean or handling the puck in the neutral zone went offside a few times. Just, just, just not clean. So you know it'd be nice to get a, uh, a practice day here or there. Uh, you know and just to get snapping that puck around and, and executing uh, uh, plays not not trying to work on it as you go in the game but uh, you know that's just the way the schedule is so you have to work on it and uh, play simple and you know I, I think you have to get even more simple when things aren't going 100% perfectly you got to be one touch and out of your zone you got to be one touch in that neutral zone and, and play behind the other team and I think tonight we wanted to really try and connect tape to tape and it just wasn't going tape to tape um, a little similar to, to last game so you know just lessons learned that you know when things are going bad simplify and uh, try and execute more and, and then as the game gets going maybe then we can try a little bit more um, not fancy stuff but uh, a little bit more creative stuff Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson following the Hawks 5-2 loss in Vancouver to the Canucks that postgame audio courtesy NBC Sports Chicago so the Hawks have lost their last two they fell to the Kings on Sunday and to the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Tonight's three-star selection sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider. With your collision repair needs, visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. Patrick Kane with a goal in the first period, and Sam Lafferty as well. Kane leading the way uh, 
with uh, 20 minutes, I should say, actually, Seth Jones, 21 minutes, 53 seconds, time on ice. Jake McCabe, uh, 20 minutes on the ice. Patrick Kane also with 20 minutes as well. Kane, look, he had a lower body injury. This is not the typical sort of production we see out of number 88. Um, but he can still do incredible things. And when fully healthy and playing, uh, you know, a team that uh, a more complete team, we know what Patrick Kane can be. But uh, 88, it was great to see him score that first goal where really he kind of created something out of nothing. He shot the puck through some traffic, top shelf, was able to get it into the back of the net. So uh, obviously we'd love to see Patrick Kane really pick it up. Um, the the All-Star break is coming. I'm sure he's looking forward to that, to get a little bit of rest after missing a little bit of time with the lower body injury as well. 312-981-7200. We'd love to hear your Blackhawks thoughts. 312 texting in saying, I'm just relishing these final games with 19 and 88 in Hawks sweaters. Patrick Kane looking for Taves. Those words are precious and just about extinct. It's something we'll be talking about. It's something we talked about before the season even started. It's something we've talked about in season and certainly something we'll be talking about over the next uh, four or five weeks here leading up to the NHL trade deadline. Kyle Davidson, the general manager, spoke with reporters about a week and a half ago, and he said that the conversation with Kane and Taves likely would happen in a couple of weeks. That conversation, of course, would be, where are they at? What do they want to do when that trade deadline arrives? What teams would they want to play for? Obviously, Kane and Taves, if they do decide, okay, we'll waive any sort of no-trade clause we might have in our contract. Of course they're going to go to a contender, and obviously a team trading for them, especially with both of them entering, um, who are in their final year of their contracts, uh, would be dealing for two guys that uh, would would help them in the final playoff push, especially a guy like Kane, who can give you a ton of value uh, offensively, and and Jonathan Taves, obviously too. We we know everything he brings to the table as a player and as a leader, and both of those guys with their resumes and the amount of experience they have in the playoffs. Look, we know both of them would love to finish their playing careers here with the Chicago Blackhawks. But it was made very clear by the Blackhawks before the season that it was a rebuild. And, you know, all the turmoil for Vancouver that they've had over the past week or so, Bruce Boudreaux was out. Rick Duquette taking over tonight with his uh, his victory, his, his first game as head coach for the Vancouver Canucks. Early on in that game, if you didn't see it, a Canucks fan threw a sweater, a jersey, onto the ice. Not exactly clear why. Uh, but uh, some Canucks fans are not exactly happy that Bruce Boudreaux is out as the head coach. The Blackhawks have a clear direction here, and that's a very good thing. They they, they have set the, the I don't want to put timeline, but they have their benchmarks in place. What they want to accomplish this year, looking at some younger players, we got a little bit of a look in Lucas Reichel. They decided it's better for Reichel to get more experience down there in Rockford. So the Blackhawks have a clear direction here, which I think is good. I think over the past few years, we can all agree that maybe they were kind of in the middle and they were stuck in the middle. Maybe they were hanging on and, you know, hoping that the core and some players put around them that, that they could push for the playoffs again. But they made a very clear, uh, distinct decision to go this route. And who can blame them? It's not fun to watch the Blackhawks lose, but at least we know the the, the larger picture here for the Blackhawks uh, is a rebuild and building the foundation. So as 312 texts in here that he's is relishing, she might be relish, relishing the final games with Kane and Taves and Oxford. Look, I agree. 
and if it's the opportunity to see those two at the United Center, and the crowds have been pretty good over the past couple of weeks at the UC. They have for a team that's you know last place and in a rebuild. You have an opportunity to go see Kane and Taves play. It, it is special still to see those two on home ice at the United Center. Now the Hawks losing 5-2 in Vancouver. First of a three-game road trip. You've heard us mention multiple times now about how badly they were outshot in this game. And Vancouver was dominant in that department. Blackhawks weren't able to get a whole lot going offensively. And uh, Vancouver really was just pushing the entire game. 48-14, to the shot totals on net. Vancouver over the Blackhawks in that department. Blackhawks did kill five of Vancouver power plays. That's something. We'll take that. Um, But the final couple of games here for the uh, Blackhawks before they visit the Calgary Flames. And uh, let's uh, do our next game preview. Uh, Calgary will uh, host the Blackhawks Thursday night. Here comes Mashapani with Dubé 2-on-1. Mashapani to Dubé. He scores! On a beautiful pass! From Andrew Mangiapane, Dylan Dubé one-times the puck past Jonas Corposalo. And the sea of red erupts as the Flames beat the Blue Jackets 4-3 in overtime. Derek Wills, Sportsnet 960, the fan that was last night, Calgary over Columbus in overtime. Calgary very much uh, fighting for a playoff spot. This should be a tough test for the Hawks Thursday night. The Blackhawks falling to the Canucks 5-2 in Vancouver. Had the lead after the first period, one nothing. Had the lead again in the second period. Weren't able to hang on. Vancouver scoring three goals in the final period. Take a quick time out. You're listening to Chicago Blackhawks postgame coverage. I'm Kevin Powell. This is 720 WGN. Two games remaining for the Blackhawks before we enter the NHL All-Star break. I'm Kevin Powell. You're listening to Blackhawks postgame coverage here on 720 WGN. The Blackhawks falling to Vancouver 5-2 in Vancouver. It's a three-game road trip for the Hawks. They'll head to Calgary Thursday night. We'll have that game here on WGN at 7.30. That's our pregame coverage. A puck drop will be at 8. I'm filling in for Joe on our pre- and post-coverage all week while Joe sits in for the great John White. Uh, who should be back in the booth soon. So Joe and uh, Troy Murray taking you up till the until the All-Star break. We, we've talked about it all game. Shots uh, on goal. 48 for Vancouver, 14 for the Blackhawks tonight. Shot attempts total, 80 for Vancouver, 34 for the Blackhawks. Five-on-five five scoring chances. Vancouver uh, out, uh, out shooting the Blackhawks 35-12 in that department as well. So the Blackhawks trying to create some more offensive chances. Uh, didn't have a whole bunch uh, in this game. It was great to see Patrick Kane put one in the back of the net. Uh, not the typical usual scoring sheet for Patrick Kane for much of this season. And he was a little dinged up with a lower body injury. Some rest should help 88 as we approach the NHL All-Star break. And, of course, the NHL trade deadline is uh, just a little over a month away. So there will be a much conversation about 88 and, Pat- uh, and uh, Jonathan Taves as well. And Sam Lafferty has played himself into that conversation. I know Hawks fans really liked his style of play and the production he brings. Scored a goal tonight uh, in the Hawks' loss to the Canucks. But Sam Lafferty, I think, is a guy that, uh, who knows? We'll see how many guys do get traded at the trade deadline. Max Domi, what do Cannon Taves want to do? 
We will see. That uh, still a little over a week. That comes in the first week of March in the NHL, a late trade deadline. Uh, tonight, Luke Philp getting the call up as Tyler Johnson goes down again with a ankle injury. That's been nagging him all season. Luke Philp, a 27-year-old forward, getting his first opportunity uh, to experience the NHL and is very cool. Uh, his his uh, parents uh, were in attendance for tonight's game. Uh, you saw him on TV sitting in the stands, which was very cool to see, to experience that. Their 27-year-old son, uh, who has uh, been working his way up and uh, has, has had some good production in Rockford this year. Over 31 games, 30 points, 14 goals, 16 assists, uh, 16 assists I should say, for Phil who was uh, getting an opportunity. Didn't get a ton of ice time, but that was expected, but still, a, I'm sure, a cool moment and experience for Phil who had 8 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time tonight. Joe Brand had a chance to talk to Phil ahead of tonight's game. What are your emotions like right now? I'm pretty excited. You know, there's obviously some nerves, but um, uh, excited nonetheless and ready to go. Clearly off to a great year in, in Rockford. What do you think has been the main key to success down there? Uh, there's been lots of different things. We've been playing well as a team. We've had, uh, you know, the, the line mates I've been playing with, we've been able to, you know, produce offensively and as well as be kind of reliable all around in all situations for, for the team down there. So um, just kind of yeah, playing in all situations and improving at everything. Definitely just seems like a real nice dynamic down there. Everyone's getting along. You guys are winning a lot. How much does that help internal, or I should say, uh, personal growth, just allowing you to, to get better each game? Yeah, it's awesome. We have a, a great group of, of guys, and uh, you know everyone's kind of rooting for each other as well as pushing each other to get better and try and get to that next level. So um, we've been uh, we were playing solid down there, and um, you know we want to keep it up. What do you feel most about, confident about your game right now? Uh, you know, just being able to play in different situations. I know the role might change a little bit coming up here, but um, just being ready to you know adapt and and um, do whatever I can to help this team. So we could see you know more young players getting opportunities, especially after that trade deadline when the roster uh, could look a little bit different. But obviously, a very cool moment for. Uh, Luke Philp to play in his first NHL game with the Chicago Blackhawks after getting the call up from Rockford. Again, the Blackhawks outshot tonight 48-14, to the 14 shots on net, a season low for the Blackhawks. They had just 46 scoring chances. Um, not great in that department for the Blackhawks. But Peter Mrazek, I thought, had a really, really good game for the Hawks and uh, did a nice job, especially early on, uh, stopping a whole bunch of sh- um, great opportunities for Vancouver really early on. And Mrazek actually got a little dinged up late in the uh, the third period but was able to stay in when we thought that um, he might be exiting the game. But a, a real nice game for Peter Mrazek. You heard head coach Luke Richardson allude to that as well, that he really helped keep them in the game. The Blackhawks early on, uh, in that game, again, uh, you know, Peter Mrazek doing what he can best to to keep the Hawks in it. They had uh, six of the first eight and a half minutes they were on the penalty kill. Now, they killed all five of Vancouver's power plays tonight, but that's not the way you want to start the game. And as we've talked about, the Canucks with the coaching change, Bruce Boudreau is out. Uh, they had a new head coach in there tonight in Rick Tiquette. Uh, who and you could just tell the way Vancouver came out. Connor Murphy got into a little scuffle. Max Dovey, Adomi sticking up for Patrick Kane, who took a a big hit. It was a clean hit into the boards, but uh, Max Domi sticking up for for eighty eight. But Vancouver, they had a chip on their shoulder tonight. 
know, Troy talked about it a little bit after the game as well, that uh, whatever it was, whatever was said, maybe a little bit of frustration of the way things have played out for Vancouver. It, it was a chippy one early on in that game, and a lot of physicality and hitting in that game uh, is as well. So the Blackhawks falling 5-2 to Vancouver, a game one of their three-game road trip. The Blackhawks will head to Calgary Thursday night. The Flames very much uh, trying to stay in the playoff race as we approach the All-Star break. Following that game, they will wrap up their road trip in Edmonton before the All-Star break. And then after the break, they'll have two at home against Anaheim, against Arizona. Then they'll head out on the road at Winnipeg, at Montreal, at Toronto, at Ottawa. February 19th, they'll be at home against the Maple Leafs at the United Center. And then the uh, February 22nd, taking on the Vegas Golden Knights as well. Patrick Kane with a goal tonight. Sam Lafferty with a goal as well. The Hawks had uh, the lead twice in this game, but were not able to hang on. Hawks falling to the Vancouver Canucks uh, 5-2. to two. The Hawks are currently last place right now. If you're keeping an eye on the draft order and all of that, and there's been so much talk about Connor Bedard and the, sensa- the sensation he is and can be in the NHL, uh, the Blackhawks right now with the uh, second-fewest points in the NHL, which would give them the second-best chance at the top overall pick, which just about everybody agrees would go uh, to Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard, the the uh, consensus number one selection in the 2023 NHL draft, and a, a player that many think can can really be an all-time franchise-altering type player. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. I, I know the Hawks want to win as many games as they can, and Luke Richardson does as well. And, and as much as you can say, look, it's rebuild. They, the players don't care about that. The current players on the roster do not care about. It. Neither does Luke Richardson. Everybody under, understands the large picture here with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, but you know they have been playing much better. They've won six of their last nine. They have lost their last two. They lost to the Kings uh, Sunday night, and now to the Vancouver Canucks five to two as well. Um, you want to see them play tough, and you want to see them put up a fight, and they did for two periods tonight. And Vancouver just too much in the third period, and the Blackhawks weren't able to keep up, especially when they were having so much difficulty creating chances in the offensive zone. Now, I can really only think of one good opportunity in the third period. That was Max Domi on a breakaway who fed one to Andreas and a CU, who was not able to get his stick on the puck, kind of whiffed on it. Vancouver turned it around and scored a, scored a goal, and that was a big turning point in the game. Vancouver added another one. It was 4-2, and then a, an empty netter as well, and that was uh, that was pretty much it for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Big thanks to Dan Long and Krista Flores for their help engineering the whole show tonight. The game, the pregame, the postgame. Thanks to Ben Anderson for his help producing the, the show as well. And uh, thank you for listening. The Blackhawks falling to the Vancouver Canucks 5-2. Our next Blackhawks game here on WGN will be Thursday night. At Calgary, our coverage will start at 7.30. I'll be in for Joe Brand. Joe sitting in for John Weideman uh, this week through the three-game road trip. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser. ComEd for business. ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers. 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. The Blackhawks falling to the Vancouver Canucks 5-2, game one of their three-game road trip. Thank you for listening. I'm Kevin Powell. We'll talk to you Thursday night. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN.
You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.